All right. Thanks for tuning in to the Bourbon Hound Podcast with Rob McDonald and Mike Teeples, two bourbon hounds on the hunt for their next bottle. Hey, everybody, this is Mike Teeples and Rob McDonald for the Bourbon Hound podcast. Rob, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing good. How, you, how are you doing this evening, Mike? Pretty good, man. Pretty good. Pretty good. I'm excited for tonight because we're doing a uh, review, a tasting review. This is something a little more in Rob's wheelhouse than mine, but I may have cheated a little bit, which I'll tell you about. I'll full, full disclosure, full honesty um, on this, this review of the Makers 46, but first... Rob, did you score any sweet bottles or have anything interesting happen on your end this week? Yeah, you know, I posted in the uh, in the group, and so by the time this comes out, I think everybody's going to know uh, from some pictures on the Instagram and Twitter and the Bourbon Hound Facebook group uh, page on Facebook that uh, Evan Williams actually sent me a mini uh, oak barrel. And it's pretty interesting. Uh, I got home yesterday after work, and there was my uh, my hunting dog laying on the porch. And sitting next to her was this box from Evan Williams and Heaven Hill Distillery. And there was a note right on there that said uh, had my name and and uh, that they wanted to send that to me. I'd, I'd submitted some pictures to them in a in a photo type contest situation, and I guess that was the prize. So uh, unboxed it, and it's a little oak barrel, and it says uh, Evan Williams right on the barrel head, and it's got a little spigot, and it's actually designed to age, uh, do some aging experiments with bourbon at home. So it's got some directions in there to uh, add like boiled water to it and kind of soak up those staves so it doesn't leak. Uh, I'm, I'm guessing that's what that's for. And then to add uh, bourbon to it. And then they suggest that you taste test it after a week and then two weeks and then three weeks and just kind of as an experiment and see what happens in that. So it's not charred. I, I, I kind of took my uh, phone flashlight and peeked inside that barrel. So it's a, it's a new oak barrel. It's not charred. Uh, but I'm pretty excited. I think, I think what I'm going to do is get a half gallon of the Evan Williams bottled in bond. Um, I like that bourbon anyway, and it's, it's definitely reasonably priced and, uh, and pour it in there and, uh, and see, see what happens. So you've got to, you've got to condition the wood a little bit before, before you can throw the, let that dry a little bit, or you, you want it to swell. Is that the thought? Yeah, I think I think the idea from from what I could tell by the directions is you want the the oak to swell up some with that water so that when you pour in the bourbon it doesn't leak. Um so okay. that the barrel's nice and tight. In fact, it said something, you know, there's there's steel bands around this barrel holding holding everything together and it said something in there about, you know, if the bands were loose uh to give it a little bit more time with that water to swell that thing up together, you know, kind of like taking a, um, a wooden hammer and sticking it in a bucket of water. I don't know if you've ever seen that, you know, and, and swell that wood up a little bit. So the hammerhead's nice and tight on there. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Same, same kind of principle, I think. So, 
So what's the thought about, is this thing gonna, you know, it swells up and it soaks up some liquid from the water and then the bourbon, you need to put a tray underneath it. So in case there's some leakage or something. Just yeah, to... I think it'll probably go on a, uh, on a cookie sheet or something. It'll, it'll fit uh, definitely on a, on a standard like uh, baking sheet. And uh, that way uh, I can kind of stay out of trouble at home. If I, if I create a mess, it's probably going to happen down in the, in the furnace room, you know, where, uh, you know, it, it's right now it's sitting on a buffet uh, right in our dining area. And, and uh, my wife, Laura, she was she was pretty quick to tell me that that was not part of our home decor. <laughs> I could look at it there for a little bit, but then it had to find a new home. And that's OK. I have no problem with that. Kind of like when you catch that, that big fish and you get it mounted and want to put it up in the living room and the wife goes, no, that's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> that's your man cave at best. You know? There you go. There you go. So what's the size? What do you, can they, will that thing fit a full 750 of your Evan Williams bottled and bond in the, in the barrel or is it less than that? No, I, th I think it's going to be more than that. I think it's going to fit a full like 175 or most of it. Uh, okay. I'm guessing, I'm guessing it's close to about a half gallon. So uh, I'll throw some pictures up on it tomorrow and then this podcast will run after and uh, yeah, I'm excited. So we'll, we'll yeah, that's, see. That's super cool, man. And then you'll get to change, you get, you get to try the, the taste, the profile changes and you give it a week to set in there and just, you know, have to almost, almost like an infinity bottle, give it a shot once a week. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then it came with a little tablet to clean it between uses is the way it's explained so that okay. after that bourbon's gone that I pour in there for that initial tasting. then if I want to buy some, you know, Evan Williams black label or single barrel, I would love to get my hands on the Evan Williams 12 year. And from what I understand, you can only buy that at the gift shop at the distillery. Um, okay. It's the, the red label. So I, I may be wrong on that. It's kind of, you Google it and it's kind of this mystery of the Evan Williams 12 year <laughs> um but anyway I, I think it'd be cool to you know they have the i have i have in my cabinet the green label the black label the white label and the single barrel so it'd be interesting to see how each one changes uh as it's aged a little bit extra in that little barrel they sent me of course then you're flavoring the barrel itself so it's kind of like when you get some of these these bourbons that have been flavored in a port wine barrel or something like that you're you're gonna it's gonna you could never repeat the magic you know so that's right. a cool thing man. right yep exactly well right. congrats man that's that's yeah. great i saw the picture i didn't think that that was uh i thought it was a staged photo but your dog right next to that i mean heck you could enter another photo contest <laughs> and win something else you know there you go there you go so well, how hey, about i had a good sorry i cut you off but i, I had a good day too man i it's uh, thursday for me in Colorado Springs is whiskey hunting day for me. So I got out and went to, now it's, it's interesting, uh, for three or four of my favorite stores, Thursdays is a great day to stop in. For two of them, Friday's a better day to stop in. So that's part of the, the hunt, right? Figuring out when they get their deliveries and if you can time it so you can get there. I try to get there before five o'clock because people are getting off of work and I can beat them there if I can, yeah. like maybe over the lunch hour. But what I found is some of them get their shipments around one, and I can't, you know, I can't take lunch at, you know, that late in the day, I get hungry. Yeah. So anyway, walked into this place and um, picked up a bottle of Angel's Envy, the rye that's finished in the port wine barrels. Normally I find that for a hundred bucks and it was on the shelf for fifty three ninety nine. And I asked the guy if the pricing was correct. He said it was. So I grabbed one. I thought about grabbing two because I love that. I mentioned it before in one of our episodes that that's a good old fashioned with the chocolate bitters. Um, but then I saw on the shelf, they had a couple of bottles of Blanton's. So 
I put the, one, the ex, extra bottle back and I, that's, this place has got good prices. It was 69 bucks for a bottle of blends, which I can't find anywhere in the last three years. The cheapest I've seen it is $80. So I was happy to, I got, got both of them and I'm collecting the bottle tops from the Blantons to spell out the word Blantons and I'm two letters short. So as soon as this podcast ends, I'm going to go downstairs and get my inventory out and see <laughs> if I got something I was missing. I could have completed my set today. So that would be pretty exciting as well. But I did, I had a big score today. Yeah. Now I think just, just a couple other things about Blanton. So that's Buffalo Trace Mash Bill 2. Isn't that right? I'm pretty sure it's Mash Bill 2. Um, and that was kind of the pioneer of single barrel or small batch. Uh, Elmer T was the master distiller who pioneered that with Blanton's. And I believe, like you said, you've got all the letters that spell out Blanton's. But I think if you look at those tops, the little horse on each one of those letters, it says in a different stage of a horse race. Yes. And so yeah, that's cool. I did, I, so I laid out, I got, I actually, I had, had somebody get me the gold, uh, you can buy from the gift shop, the gold bottle tops. So I've got the complete set to compare that to the ones I'm actually, you know, buying and drinking. And I've got all, all of those there. So if you do them, if you took like a snapshot of each one of them and then thumb through them like an old Scott, old time movie, it would look like it was running the race is what yeah. I've been told. So yeah. that's pretty cool. <laughs> pretty cool. Yeah. So, so pretty geeked today. Yeah. That's, that's part of the, uh, the being a bourbon hound, right? It's finding those. And then it's not just that you found the Blantons, but that you found it at a reasonable price. And you're trying to come up with all the letters that spells Blanton's from those bottles. Absolutely. A double, double score for sure. And that's the thing, you know, when we talk about the bourbon hunt, it's a lot. I mean, you, if you've got unlimited pockets, you can find and you can get whatever you want. I'm just not willing to do it. I'm an accountant by nature. I, I, just, I just can't spend that kind of money. I want to get it at regular retail price if I possibly can. And I'm willing to pay a little bit extra. But, man, I've walked away from Weller when they priced those 750s at 80, 90 bucks a pop, that's supposed to be a $24 bottle. So when you're talking about four times the price, I'm not doing it. So yeah, 69 bucks was an absolutely great score. So yeah, right on. I'm going to, Hey, listen, this is kind of honestly, Rob, this is more your episode with your palate. Um, so I did, I'm going to full disclosure. I did a little research on what I'm supposed to taste and this <laughs> gotcha. maker's 46. Yep. And I'm not going to tell you, you, maybe you've looked, maybe you haven't, you've got a better palate than I do for sure. So when we, when we crack this bottle, and we go through a couple of tastes of this. I'll let you go first, and I'm gonna, then I'll talk about what I was supposed to get out of this and whether I got it or not. Generally, you put two bourbons in front of me. I can tell you which one I like better, but identifying all the flavors and articulating it like you do, you're the master at that, so I'll defer to you on, on okay. the, uh, the well, version. I don't, I don't know about that I'm a master at anything, um, but it's interesting. We were talking about finishes. So that Evan Williams barrel, uh, that I got in finishing some bourbon at home, actually. And then you were talking about that Angel's Envy and how you like to pick that up and how it's finished in a port cask barrel, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so just a quick history, or I, I guess a little description of this Maker's, Maker's Mark 46. So uh, Maker's Mark, you know, just your... It's a, just a good, solid bourbon, the, the regular maker's mark. I mean, it is hard to pass. It's a good value, makes a good cocktail. It's good over the, on the rocks. Um, 
but this Maker's Mark 46, from what I could tell from the website, um, so I, I picked a bottle of this up. Oh, it's been several months ago for the first time. One of the guys at the lo local stop that I was at recommended it. And they take cask strength Maker's Mark and then they add charred French staves, oak, oak French staves to the barrel and then finish it, according to their website, another nine months. So uh, it's kind of a, I guess you would call it a finished bourbon, right? Yeah, yeah. And I think they're doing that with a couple other ones too. There's an Oak and Eden. I know that I've seen in the stores where they're taking a stave and putting it in the actual bottle when you buy it. And I'd heard, and I can't, haven't confirmed this yet, but the Breckenridge uh, bourbon out here in Colorado, that that's more of a pressure cooker type of thing where they're putting in chunks of, chunks of wood. And the idea is that they, they can simulate the aging process that would normally take, you know, seven, 12 years, whatever, uh, four years minimum for that bottled and bond. Um, and they can do it in a much quicker timeline to get the flavor profile they're chasing, which when you think about it, they could then perfect a recipe that much quicker. Some of these other guys have been at it for years and generations even right. to try to perfect something because they got to let it sit for seven years. So whether or not you embrace the technology or you like it to sit on a <laughs> shelf and go the old, old school route, I'm not going to yeah. take a stance on right now. I got friends that go both ways. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. So um, I think this bottle of Maker's 46, I think I picked it up for like around $40. Uh, Might've been like 38 or as much as 42. Um, I think I've seen it for like 45. Um, I saw it one time on sale for like uh, right around, oh, I want to say 35. Is that, wow. that kind of what you're seeing it? I'm seeing it right around that 40 mark. I've, I've been, I have yeah. seen it as high as 45. I don't think I've ever seen it in the thirties, Rob, honestly. Um, I do know in the holidays makers is a good job with even this 46 of giving out some good glassware. So I think yeah. and that one's usually a couple of glasses on a bottle for 40 bucks or somewhere around that price point, but that's usually where I see it 40 to 45. Yeah. Okay. And it's, I mean, at least in Kansas, it's pretty easy to find. Uh, maybe not every store's got it, but every other, every third store you stop in is going to have it. Is that kind of, Similar availability for you? I actually can get my hands on Makers 46 pretty regularly. And what's interesting is you mentioned the cask strength, strength being kind of the base for this. Now that cask strength, you and I were talking about pricing on that. That one, I can't get it any cheaper than 59, 60 bucks here in Colorado Springs, but you said you'd seen it cheaper than that. Well, a friend of mine. So I've been looking for that locally where I'm at and, and just even regionally, I can't find it in a store within 100 or 120 miles of where I live. Uh, but if, yeah, but if you get in the Kansas City metro area, uh, some buddies that know I'm looking for it, it, we're back to that finding your bourbon buddies that you can be swapping bottles and looking for. Uh, they've snapped a couple pictures to me right around the $50 mark um, and, and several. You know, you, you can look, somebody sends you a picture and there's six or eight on the shelf. Um, there's not that sense of urgency as if there's one and there's like a sale marker underneath it or something, right. you know? <laughs> well, and I would say that the Makers 46, I can find this guy just about anywhere in town. Uh, I'm not saying I'm going to get the pricing you're getting on it all the time, but I can find it. The cast strength, I can't. When I see that, it's usually one or two bottles at the most. And that's, you know, usually at the upper end of what you're talking about for pricing. There you go. So uh, this one is a, a rounded shoulder bottle. So it's a little different than the Makers... Uh, the cast strength and the regular makers are both kind of a squared off, 
shoulder bottle, but it does have the signature um, wax, the makers. And, and interestingly, I think at some level, they have that trademarked, uh, the drippy wax. So okay. I think other, other distilleries can bottle with wax, but they have this drippy, you know, drippy candle kind of thing actually trademarked. Um, and then this is a, a synthetic cork. Um, and I know a lot of makers, you know, the, the regular makers is a screw top. So let's go ahead and pop that bottle. All right. And have a pour. So I think our what you, pour. What are you pouring in for a glass today, Robert? Are you using your, uh, your jar again or you got something else today? Yeah, I got my, my little uh, mason jar, little jelly jar. I got a new glass. I went into a liquor store last week and found a, uh, they had a shelf of some of the stuff they pulled out of their holiday stuff. And this is their writer's tears glass. And this might be my new favorite. It's got a little teardrop yeah. shape on it. And it's pretty, pretty handy for this kind of pour. So. Right on. So you you've, got, you've got ice. I'm, I'm going neat on this one. Mm -hmm. So we're, we're both, uh, we're both giving it a nose here and I'm getting right away. I'm getting a cherry note for sure. And some caramel in there. I definitely get some oak. And uh, for me, I get, I get a hint of, um, I want to say like a, a dark chocolate, almost like a cocoa, like a cocoa powder. See, and I'm getting that, I'm getting that woody uh, smell for sure. I'm getting mm -hmm. that. And I'm getting an, almost a toffee okay. kind of smell to it. So toffee, kind of that dark, dark buttery sugar. But I'm not getting an overpower of vanilla. And that's what I'd read that you're going to, you're maybe going to get on the, on the nose. Are you getting any of that? Oh yeah. I, I get some vanilla there for me. And I've, I've said this before, I think on the podcast for me, this smells like what a, a a cordial cherry chocolate should taste like you know a, a little um little dark chocolate so that vanilla cream and uh definitely definitely the cherry note kind of a candied cherry and then the oak for sure how about any cinnamon are you getting any cinnamon on the nose no, I don't, I don't get cinnamon. I don't get any kind of baking spice really on this one for me. Or how about you? No, I don't. But that's something I'd read is you might get that on the nose and you might get it on the palate. So I was, I was interested to see if I'd get it on either one of those. I'm getting, I'm getting a little bit of that vanilla, that toffee and that woody. I'm not getting a lot of caramel there. Okay. How about the cherry? Do you, do you get the cherry at all? I don't get the cherry. You don't get the cherry. Okay. That's interesting. So I've read some reviews where people call this the cherry bomb. No kidding. Okay. Yeah. And then other folks are like, man, I don't get it. I don't get the cherry. So, and, and it's important to, to point out that all of our palates are different. So some people like black coffee. Uh, some people like spicy food. Some, some people, people um, like, you know, just, we, we all have different tastes. So, um, you know, just because I'm smelling one thing doesn't mean you're going to. Interesting though that on the nose, the stuff that was written down between the two of us, we got most of it except for the except for the cinnamon. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. So 
So let's go in for a taste. All right. So on, First on the, of all, it's really good. Yeah, it is good. Yeah. But I, I started on the nose. Let's see. What are you getting on the palate? Okay. So I'm almost getting a, like a buttery mouthfeel to it. And I don't know if it's more of a, of a texture or a flavor. I'm definitely getting some of that. And then this is weird. I'm almost getting a, like a spice, but it's almost like a, almost like a, an apple. I and mean, it makes me wonder if that's where that, that caramel is coming from. People are getting like a caramel apple thing or something. But I'm getting a little bit of apple spice and, and butter. Okay. Yeah, I get I get the butter, the brown butter for sure. Um, for a budget Bermud, it, it definitely has uh, – so budget being around that $40 mark, right? For me, if, if we get over $50, bucks, um, that's kind of where I'm like, hey, that's that's a little more pricey. Um, so I would consider this still a, a, budget, a budget bourbon. And I'm getting that – um brown butter kind of toasted butter feel um maybe some nutmeg a little bit of nutmeg in there the toasted the toasted's clicking with me i'm getting that uh -huh. i think i was i was attributing that to the oak like the seasoned oak type flavor uh-huh yeah and then i the finish isn't it's not super long but for me i get like a a mild pepper i mean it's not as sharp it's rounded but a mild pepper on the top of my palate towards the back so when i swallow that see i get a little bit of sweet spice for me it's almost it, it finishes sweet for me okay but you're and, right it's 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 not a long finish i agree yep. with you on that now are you getting any of that uh, what they call the kentucky hug kind of down in your chest just a little tingle down in there a little bit a little bit mm -hmm. yeah yeah so that's kind of the you get you get the front palate and then for me i kind of get it on the back of the top of my mouth and the back of my throat and then it, it's almost kind of goes goes dull and then if you wait just a little bit then i kind of get that kentucky hug right down in my chest just a little bit on the finish kentucky hug i've never yeah. i've never heard that before buddy i, oh, think, I yeah. think i might get a little deliverance look in my eye right now i don't know <laughs> <laughs> okay so um maker's mark what what are your uh what are your thoughts maker's mark 46 First of all, I think when you when you're talking about this price point, I think it's a it's a darn good bourbon for sure. Um, interesting that, like you mentioned, that we're getting different flavors out of this, and that's natural. I, I totally get that. Some of us like a VLT, and some of us don't. You know, so it makes total sense that we're getting that. Um, I, I like it. I like that uh, the vanilla the, the vanilla thing and and the wood was kind of coming through throughout both on the nose. The vanilla was a little was a little faint for me on the nose, but tasted more of that with that buttery mouthfeel at the end. But uh, I think for the price point, I think this is pretty fantastic, honestly. Now, again, I'm drinking mine with ice. And this is, uh, let's see what it is for proof. This is a 94 proof. Mm -hmm. And lately, I've been doing a lot of barrel strength type stuff uh, that's been on the upper end. So yeah. this actually tastes pretty mild to me. And then I've added ice to it. So I'm getting some water, watered down effect as well by, by this point in the podcast. How about you? 
Yeah, I uh, I definitely keep a bottle of this, probably two, one open and one not. And if I see it on sale, um, I'm going to pick a bottle up. Um, I think it's definitely for its price point. Um, it's it's a lot of classic bourbon flavor. Um, and all of them that I've had have not varied very far. You know, they're all pretty consistent. Um, you know, sometimes you, you, especially if you go with some single barrel stuff or, or, um, cast strength, sometimes you, you get that one funky bottle. That's not, doesn't taste like the other ones did. <laughs> yeah. Um, but this is pretty, uh, middle of the road for me. I, I personally think, uh, for somebody starting their bourbon journey, or maybe, maybe they've been, uh, uh, a makers or a beam or a, you know, whatever it is, Evan Williams, and that's their road and they want to try and put the blinker on and take a turn. Um, this would be a good one to start with. It, it would be. And I think the fact that it's a, it's a 94 proof is a strength from that perspective too. It's not going to overpower you. Um, some people get that, you know, that uh, jet fuel, you know, flavor in their mouth a little bit when it gets a little too hot for them too soon before they get into the bourbon. So this, you're right. I would say this is maybe, tier two, you know, as far yeah. as, uh, going, going on your bourbon journey for sure. Cool. Cool. All right. Well, I think that's about going to do it for, uh, makers 46. Got any uh, words of wisdom to sign off by there, Mike? Hey man, the hunt continues, man. Don't give up because, uh, Hey, I found a couple of bourbons today that, uh, I have not seen at that price point in three years on the, on the Blanton side. So, um, this is always fun. Um, make sure you stop it. Tell them you're, you're doing some research, research for a podcast when you're looking for things. And sometimes that shakes the tree a little bit. They may open up and say, Oh, if you're doing a little research and we might get some play out of this, feel free to jump on our bandwagon on that. And, uh, maybe they'll pull something out of the back room that just happened to me last week. So research for a podcast. If you're a listener, we'll, we'll sign you on. We'll take it. There you go. All right. So I just want to mention everybody listening here. Uh, make sure that you can go find the, the Bourbon Hound podcast on Google Play, on Apple Podcasts, and uh, on Stitcher and Podbean. So just about anywhere podcasts are found. And with that, I'm going to say cheers, Mike. Cheers to you, Rob. Thanks again, Bourbon Hounds, for joining us on another episode. Be sure to check us out on Instagram at the Bourbon Hound Podcast. If you're on Facebook, please join the Bourbon Hound Podcast Facebook group. We'd love to have you. And give us a follow on Twitter. Just search for the Bourbon Hound Podcast.